Welcome to Me Time, the podcast for women in midlife who've been taking care of everyone else and now say, it's my turn to take care of me. I'm Kim Aceto, health and self-care coach for women in midlife and your host. Thank you for spending your precious me time with me right now. Enjoy the show. Okay, so today I'm here with Jen Lormand. Let me tell you about Jen. Jen Lormand is an exercise physiologist, author, and mom of three living and thriving with stage two prolapse. She has over 25 years of experience helping women jump for joy without peeing their pants, ditch the back pain, and have better sex too. She and her business partner are published medical researchers in the Journal of Women's Health Physical Therapy where they proved women can heal without Kegels or inserting anything into their nether regions. They've been featured on CBS News along with multiple podcasts. Their mission is to help all women restore their dignity with a simple 10-minute-a-day routine. Their signature program has been proven to stop pee leaks, discomfort with sex, pressure, back and hip tightness, and to heal DRs. Tighten Your Tinkler is disrupting the current standard of care for women with a simple and innovative approach to help all women finally feel confident in their own body again. Jen, welcome to the Me Time Midlife Podcast. Thanks so much, Kim, for having me. Yes, it's great to have you. And you and I, um, we've known each other. How many years do you think it's been? I think at least 10 at least 10 years. Wow. That is amazing. And, um, you live in new Orleans, right? No, (laughs) or is that kind of something that just other people say? I was going to say, I think that's like a touristy thing that some folks say. (laughs) And I still haven't been. So yes, I, I would be considered one of those tourists. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but I'm really looking forward to talking with you about this topic. Um, but before we get started as your first time guest, why don't you share, uh, the things or thing you enjoy doing during your me time? My favorite me time happens a couple times a week. And that is I take a hot bath with soothing music, a candle lit and my favorite cup of tea. Nice. (laughs) That's great. Very specific. And this happens a couple times a week. You said, yes. Okay. Same time. Okay. Same. Okay. Right. Yeah. So my the youngest same days? is seven. So after he mm-hmm. goes to bed around eight o'clock, I clock out and uh, yep. hop in the bath. I, I like to do that. I like to start my week with that on a Monday. And then I usually sneak it in again on a Thursday. Oh, nice. Very nice. That nice. Yeah, I'm um, kind of a very routine oriented person. So I am too. I am too. Maybe this is something you and I can talk about another time, but I, yeah, there's not a whole lot of routine people, like very routine people like myself, I find. So, um, yeah, maybe we can have a little chit chat about that. (laughs) I'm interested in hearing. Um, okay. So let's get started with your story. So, um, let's just, you know, tell us your story and you know, why you started tighten your tinkler. Yeah, it's an interesting story because I'll be honest with you, as you know, I already had a brick and mortar studio that I was practicing out of mm-hmm. and really Tighten Your Tinkler started with my own personal story after having my third child seven years ago, 
was dealing with just a lot of uh, health issues. I had a very large abdominal separation, also known as a DR or a diastasis recti. Mine was actually five finger widths. So I ended up having to have that surgically repaired along with an umbilical hernia and then began having after I had that repaired and got rid of a lot of the back pain and discomfort that I was having, started having a lot of downward pressure. And that caused me to look down there when I went to the restroom and noticed that I saw my uterus uh, protruding out of the vaginal opening. And that led me on a journey to my OBGYN, which then led me to the urogynecologist and ended up being diagnosed with stage two pelvic organ prolapse of all three vaginal compartments. I, during that process, the uh, urogyno was examining me and I was a Kegel queen at the time and was really surprised at how, quote, strong I was down there. Um, and yet, his recommendation was I was going to need surgery. And so really left that office in tears at 36 years old. Uh, and his caveat to that was, you know, I really hate doing the surgery on someone so young because you're going to have to have it again. You know, they only last about 15 years. So it was just an awful prognosis. And as an exercise physiologist, you know, I, I was just kind of scratching my head. I thought it was odd that he was like, wow, you're really strong down there because I could Kegel really strongly, yet things were falling out. So that didn't make sense to me. Um, and I figured at that point, I really had nothing to lose and everything to gain. And I think the other thing that you and I have in common is like, we're extremely driven. <laughs> and um, I was just like, I've got nothing to lose here. I'm gonna try every alternative and surgery is gonna be a last resort for me. And that really led me down several rabbit holes, but I was at a fitness conference and uh, selected several pelvic floor, uh, continuing education, um, courses and found a tool called the Pelvicore, uh, was in the class and began to immediately feel that something was happening down there for the good, started feeling supported. So purchased one, took it home, um, made a promise to myself that I was going to do some very simple exercises with this for 30 days. And, and see what happened. And to my amazement, a lot of the issues that I was dealing with, pee lakes, pain with intimacy, um, a lot of downward pressure, those things began getting better. And so much so that I began testing it with my clients. And my clients also said, quote unquote, they were getting better. The science nerd in me is like, okay, but what is better? How do I actually describe this? So I was having lunch with one of my old professors at my university and what kind of tossed the idea out, would you be interested in sponsoring us for a research study? I've got this tool, been util utilizing it. Folks have been seeing great results, but I'd really like to document some actual concrete results. He said, sure, absolutely. You know, I've never done any kind of pelvic floor research before. That would be kind of neat for me to get into as well. 
So I roped Christina into this because at the time she was running space for me. And, um, and she's a physical we were therapist. Sharing, yes, right? she's a physical mm -hmm. therapist. We were sharing space and sharing clients. And, um, you know, we also shared a passion for helping women with these issues because this is what we were seeing time and time again. Um, and so we did, we ended up doing a two and a half year research study. And honestly, the results were even better than we could have ever imagined. Um, women improved significantly, low back pain reduced, bowel and bladder function significantly better, um, as well as pressure relief down there. And um, many of the women pulled us aside and were like, you know, I know this was for like, you know, my pee leaks and stuff, but y'all didn't say anything about like sex with my husband so much better too. <laughs> and so it was really cute. We had a lot of women telling us that and closed the study down, finally got it published. And then we still had women approaching us like, hey, you know, my sister in Texas, you know, would really be interested. Could you guys like put some videos out or something? The first couple of times we ignored it. You know, we were like, that was a lot of time and energy. We're done with that. We both have brick and mortar pra practices. Um, but this kept happening over and over again. And so to the point where we were like, okay, I think it might be time to really sit down and think about creating this online business to really spread the word and get this out there because it is so contradictory to what other practitioners in the field are doing. And, uh, you know, we just felt like we had the opportunity to help more women. And so that's really how Tighten Your Tinkler was born. Mm -hmm. So the pelvic core was the, was the thing. The pelvic core right? is the tool that we actually use in the program, but accompanied with the pelvic core, there's a lot of online programs out there for women dealing with these issues. Our program's a little unique in that we're teaching you tools to help alleviate the issues that you're coming to us with as you're beginning to build uh, activation and strength in that area. Um, and so the pelvic core is the tool that we utilize uh, for the exercise portion of the program. That's great. And um, first of all, I mean, I'm so happy to hear like how this has changed your life and now you're helping to change other women's lives as well. And, you know, you having the exercise physiology background and then your business partner having the physical therapy background, how has, you know, those two um, areas of expertise kind of helped you create this program? Yeah, it's been fantastic. Um, you know, Christina and I say all the time, it's like both of our brains put together like a supercomputer brain, <laughs> you know, from just our different experiences in childbirth to our personalities, to our strengths and weaknesses, to our clinical experience. We really um, kind of cover the spectrum of issues that women face, both from an orthopedic perspective, a biomechanical perspective, as well as just the personal experience and journey that both of us have walked, um, really understanding all of the facets of, of living with these embarrassing and frustrating issues. Mm -hmm. Right, right. Well, that's great. 
Um, so let's talk about some of the issues that women in midlife come to you two with. What are some of those common, common issues? Yeah, so the common issues that I see uh, at midlife are really many women have been dealing with some of this stuff since they've had children, but they have kind of brushed it to the side. So, you know, these things just kind of, they compound over uh, a period of time. So, you know, it may start out with, you know, you feel back tightness um, or like discomfort in your hips after long periods of standing or sitting or walking, and then you start to lose mobility at that point, right? You start kind of modifying your activities. You know, uh, we call it method hopping with your exercise activities. Maybe, you know, you used to like to do jazzercise, but then you start thinking, well, I'm really starting to pee on myself every time they do the jumping jacks. Um, So now I'm going to just do walking or I'm going to try yoga. you kind of bounce around to different activities because at first when you try something, it might seem like, yes, this is better than the previous activity that I did. But then they begin to notice either like with yoga, they they struggle to get into the right positions due to lack of mobility or discomfort, um, as well as just the, the pee leaks or for many women in their 50s, um, they start noticing they can't control their gas or, you know, they, they begin having maybe accidents when their stool is loose. If they don't get to the restroom soon, they may lose stool beyond their control, right. which is really embarrassing and mortifying. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. I was going to ask you about, um, you know, I read in your bio, you know, you, what your mission is, is to help all women restore their dignity. Yes. And I mean, I think this is what you mean by it, right? Yes, because there's so many women suffering in silence with these issues. And I mean, just to give perspective, one in every three women have some type of pelvic floor dysfunction, which is really just the muscles of the pelvic bowl and deep abdominals being weak. But one in every nine women have some type of prolapse going on. So in this country alone, we're talking about 52 million women. And I would say that that's a very conservative number. Although I remember you're now in Canada. I'm talking about the U.S. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> most listeners are, are still in the U.S. Okay. Anyway, yeah, as are most of my guests like yourself. So, yeah, no, it's, and I'm sure there are very similar numbers in Canada. Um, yeah, I would think so. Right. So, Jen, um, is, is this, are, are these issues limited to women who have had children? I mean, can And the more children you have, are you more susceptible to having these issues or, you know, what else can you share about those, those types of things? Yes. So I will say in our research study and in the population of women that we work with, we do work with some women who have never had children. Mm -hmm. Um, Many of the women that we work with have something called Edlers-Danlos syndrome, which is a connective tissue disorder. Um, some of the women deal with extreme hypermobility. Those mm-hmm. women are also at greater risk of prolapse and these types of issues. And, you know, another 
sad, unfortunate statistic is that many of the women dealing with these issues um, have also been victims of sexual abuse. So those would be another population of women that we also work with. Um, So what is normal down there? Because as we age and as we um, (laughs) use those areas, right? Those areas are used more um, and gravity, right? I mean, these are all normal, natural things that happen throughout our lives. What is normal and what's not? So maybe somebody listening, you know, she's wondering, okay, yeah, um, you know, I don't know, she, maybe she relates to some of the things that you, you're saying, but what would be considered as kind of normal and what, what would maybe need to be considered, um, you know, where you, where you need to start doing something or you need to, you know, take some steps? Yeah, that's a great question, Kim, because I think a lot of us get confused between what is common and what is normal. So I would say, you know, P-leaks or uh, the clinical term would be uh, urinary stress incontinence with coughing, sneezing, laughing, jumping. Mm -hmm. This is very, very common, unfortunately. In fact, there's a whole industry that makes a lot of money on, you know, uh, cute disposable underwear and pads and little props to prop up your bladder, but this is not normal. And this is not also something that's going to get better on its own. This does require intervention. And there are many treatments out there. I'll be the first one to to say that. There are laser treatments available that are more expensive. Um, You could certainly reach out to your OBGYN. Um, Depending on uh, your health care, your OBGYN could either... uh, make a recommendation for a urogynecologist, or they may be able to refer you directly to a women's health physical therapist, um, or our program, which I happen to think is amazing, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, because it doesn't require any of the internal work that you will find at the women's health uh, physical therapy offices, as well as it doesn't include any Kegels. So a lot of women struggle with Kegels to know if they're doing it properly. And um, we've gotten a lot of great feedback from women at how grateful they are that that is not a part of the program because um, as one of the ladies says, it's like this odd internal exercise that you never know if you're doing correctly or not. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but I would say for sure that's an easy one to rule out. Lose, losing gas beyond your control is not normal. So, you know, if you feel like you need to pass gas and it happens unexpectedly to where you're not able to control that, that's something, again, that you want to seek help with. And, you know, the last thing that I'll say, uh, I know that many of the ladies in your particular population are of the age of menopause. And there can be some confusion around pain with intimacy when it comes to menopause, because With menopause, a lot of times the pain with intimacy is due to a lack of lubrication, and that's going to be more pain with insertion, um, which is awful and uncomfortable, but that's pretty easy to remedy. Um, We actually recommend a product called OxyCell. We like that a lot. It's O-X-I-C-E-L-L. It's a natural lubricant um, that doesn't create we haven't heard anyone say that it creates any irritation down there. Um, But the other pain that we generally are referring to is pain kind of higher up in the abdomen 
um, and that's either during or after intimacy or swelling that occurs after intimacy. All of these things are not normal and you should seek treatment for that. Mm-hmm. Right. So um, tell me a little bit more about your program. So it's 10 minutes a day. Um, and what else can you share about it? Well, we try to walk you through, um, you know, being able to give you the tools to manage this long term. Um, And so, you know, the very beginning when you first join, while you're waiting for your exercise tool to come in the mail, there's plenty to get busy with. Uh, We teach you a lot of different positions, um, including toileting positions, um, how to completely be able to empty your bladder and bowel, because many of the women that we work with um, are not able to do this. And you would know that I'm speaking to you on that if you pee and then literally 10 minutes later, you feel like you need to pee again. Or if you get recurrent UTIs, that would be a great way for you to know, hey, I'm, I'm not uh, completely emptying my bladder. Um, so we teach toileting positions. Uh, we teach different decompression positions for both the low back and hip pain as well as a pelvic organ decompression position. Um, Just lots of good stuff on the, you know, arm yourself with tools so that you can manage your issues. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we begin teaching the exercise protocol. And there's really three uh, parts to that. There's a series of standing exercises, um, a series of bridge exercises, and then a series of planking exercises. Um, with several different modifications because we serve so many ladies, some of which have have what we call dormant butt syndrome, where they might have <laughs> noticed that over the years, all of a sudden you got this flat, saggy butt. Everybody's telling you to do squats and bridges, but you can't feel it in your butt. Mm-hmm. Um, as well as obviously the ladies who, you know, I've seen some women in their 50s and 60s still dealing with that abdominal separation from having children. So they feel like, you know, they're disconnected from their core or their center. And, you know, they've tried the different exercises that have been recommended maybe in different fitness magazines or YouTube videos, but they're just not able to get those muscles turned on again. We've got several different modifications um, for those ladies as well. Mm -hmm. Right. Now, like you said, there may be women who've been suffering in silence for decades um, yes. with with some of these issues. Um, my question is, is it ever too late to start your program? Like, is there a point of no return? So let me say this. I don't think it's ever too late to make a change for the positive. Our bodies are just absolutely incredible vehicles and when given the right nudge, it's never too late for healing. Here's the caveat to that statement. Um, What we have found through our data and our research is that our program best suits women who are stage two prolapse and lower. Um, Stage three and four most times um, involve needing additional assistance. So that might be wearing a pessary, which is 
a, a little device that you would have to go and get fitted for um, to be able to prop up the pelvic organs. It kind of acts as a scaffolding. Um, and, and that's just, you know, I'm real big on trying to make sure that I don't overpromise. I want folks uh, to have realistic expectations. And at the same time, we've had women with, with stage three prolapse go through the program and reduce their prolapse to stage two. So, you know, it's, it's like with any other exercise program, Kim, and you know this well, it's all about what's right for you. You know, are you willing to put in consistent effort to get that result? And usually that always comes back to the mindset piece, which I know that you deal beautifully with that this at this stage of life, because there's so much happening. A lot of women in the middle point of life are caring for elderly parents or, you know, kids are going off to college and you're dealing with empty nests and trying to get to know your partner again, mm -hmm. you know, um, there's just a lot. Everything's on the happening. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so it's just about be, having that honest conversation with yourself of is, is this the time that I am willing to invest this time and energy in myself? And, and if the answer is yes, then, you know, I would say this is a great place to start. I will say if any of this information resonated with anyone, the easiest thing for them to do would be to head over to our website. We have a five minute quiz on there. Um, and that really helps you connect the dots between some of these symptoms that you might not realize are related, the back and hip tightness, the pee leaks, all of these different things. And it will also give you a score to let you know where you fall in terms of range of symptoms and if the program's a good fit for you. Because if your score is super high, you're going to get a response saying, hey, you really need a referral to your urogynecologist or to a women's health PT. So we, we like for women to come in and take that, that quiz first so they know where they stand. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Great. I'm glad you brought up the quiz because I was going to ask you about that. Yeah. And it's just a simple quiz, right? I mean, it just takes a few minutes to do. It's a five minute um, quiz. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then your program is 10 minutes a day. And like you were, you were saying, you know, if women are willing to put in the work at this time of life to, to help themselves. And I know the women listening are women like that because they listen yeah. to this podcast and um, they're always looking for ways to improve and to better their lives and better their health. So um, I think this is a great audience for what you uh, do, Jen. Um, is there anything that we didn't, that we missed talking about your program or anything else women might want to know? I mean, I could talk about this. For I know you could. <laughs> I know um, you could. I would say, you know, we share a ton of content. We produce new content every single week. So if they want to give us a follow on Instagram or Facebook, um, tighten your tinkler, we, you will learn a lot just from hanging out with us there. Our big mission is to educate women about these issues and really try to change the standard of care for women um, because this is, unfortunately, our research is new. And as with anything new, it takes time to educate practitioners um, and other professionals that, that this is available. Um, 
So we've had some good traction. We've had um, some women's health PTs from across the country reach out since our publication, but uh, there's a there's a long way that that needs to go. Kegels are not the answer, I would say. Mm, I was <laughs> going to ask kegling, you. If you're right? kegling, please stop. <laughs> it's so funny because, yeah. Well, first of all, you are so much fun to hang out with. So, you know, if there's a community to join, like definitely join that community. Um, and I was going to ask you if there was a billboard, I asked this occasionally to a guest <laughs> to kind of put them on the spot. Um, if there was a billboard that women in midlife would drive by um, every day and see on their way to work or home or something like that, what would yours say? And I wonder if it would say oh, what Kegels are not the answer. Stop <laughs> the Kegels. Please stop the Kegels and they might be doing point. them at the moment. Right? <laughs> yes, I, I, would, I would venture to see that many of them might spit their coffee out on their morning right. commute because they're probably doing them. Exactly. That's funny. Well, hey, Jen, I really commend you for getting this um, research uh, published. I mean, I think that's incredible. Um, I think that brings a lot of clout and and um, I was going to say dignity, <laughs> um, because it's a part of what you do, um, you know, to the work that you do. And, um, and thank you again for, you know, creating this well, what would you, I mean, I almost feel like it, it could even be a movement. I was going to say this business, but it's just so much more than that. And, um, you know, what you bring and the story that you bring to this as well is, is just, um, incredible. And, um, uh, like women that do the things that you do, I, I mean, I just really, really appreciate. So Jen, thank you so much. Uh, for coming well, on thank the you podcast. for having me, Kim. You know, I think the world of you and the work that you are doing for women, it's so important. And um, always love connecting with like-minded women that we can lift one another up and inspire one another. It's what I live for. Oh, I love it. Absolutely. And so Jen, I'm going to put your website um, that includes a quiz uh, on in the show notes, I'm going to put uh, your Facebook link, your Instagram handle and your YouTube channel in there as well. So uh, women who are listening and who want to connect can connect with you. Um, so thanks again so much, Jen. It was so oh, great talking thanks with so you. so much, Kim. If you find the Me Time Midlife podcast valuable, there are many ways you can support it. The best way is to simply tell your midlife friends about it. It also helps the show's visibility if you rate and review it on iTunes, Stitcher, or simply directly in your Apple Podcasts app if you listen to the show that way. And if you want more me time in your life and continue the conversations we have on the show with other women on a similar journey, consider joining our Me Time Midlife community on Facebook. Simply search for Me Time Midlife Community in your Facebook search bar or go to metimemidlifepodcast.com to learn more. Thank you again for listening. And until next time, remember, you've been taking care of everyone else. It's your turn to take care of you.